can't say on the radio podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Jeff, Laura, backstage, Ben. Adult problems. The things no one told us about at any point. Not even our friends that were four, five, or six years older than us. No one was like, hey, do you have a second? I'm, uh, I'm going to just give you the down low on what it's like to be an adult. When just when you think life's going pretty okay, boom, rainstorm, flooding in the basement. Boom, rainstorm, roof leaking around your pot light. Where was that conversation? Well, I don't know. Let me ask you that because you're my friends that are four or five or ten years older than me. Where well, was that conversation, guys? It all kind of hit us at one point, at one time. I think for me, I've probably, it's probably come up, but I've always been like, nah, not my problem, and I just kind of tune out. <laughs> I, I haven't had a leaky roof, thankfully. I just had, mine had to get done, so it, there's nothing sexy about, hey, getting my roof redone. Had yeah. it been an emergent situation of, oh my God, my bathroom ceiling collapsed because of a leaky roof, then absolutely I would have been able to pass that on. I just, because I'm, I'm thinking through my own mental Rolodex of, Where's that friend or friends and all the people I know? No one was ever like, hey, always make sure X, Y, Z. And none none of that covered off. Uh, I also haven't had, mm, knock on wood, to date a leak in my basement, but I was made aware by a non-friend, just a a contractor that was in to look at the furnace, went, hey, uh, those cracks in the uh, foundation floor, well, they're normal. Probably want to patch those. So I did. So that was a little gentle gift, but no one got warned, yeah. man. And that monsoon rain, it really got after us. Oh, Rub yeah, it Rub it in, Jeff. Rub it in. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I do think part of these conversations happened, and that is the thing that I have just most recently learned of how important it is, yet don't have one, which is always make sure you have I think the golden rule is three months pay saved away as an emergency fund. I have not been financially available to even start saving that kind of money. Not a chance. Uh, up until a couple months ago when I realized, hey, I should start like just saving in general. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's more. Well, maybe I'm eating my words now. I thought it was more important to save for retirement than have this other money. Just <laughs> and obviously you want to put that money into a high interest savings account. So it's not just sitting there. But at the same time. So I think that was possibly a conversation, which I feel like the younger you are, the more apt you are to just tune that right out. But I will say somebody who has, I mean, Benny's also got quite a few leaks, but you know, as somebody who has at least maybe three or four, probably separate leaks in their house right now. I'm not freaked out by the actual leaking, by the damage to stuff. Because I grew up in a very rundown house, and I'm actually absolutely used to the, the it crying every single time it rains. I know exactly where to put the pots and pans. I expect <laughs> rain. Every year it eats up a little bit more drywall, but that's just how my parents' place is. So I've come accustomed to your house saying things to you when bad weather arrives. However, the, the freakish part for me is paying for it. Now that I have to pay for it, I am freaking out, especially with first-time homebuyers' prices being the 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 price that they are like, I don't have our mortgage is so high. I don't have money to set aside for an emergency fund. Like we kind of just have to go as we go. Like, I don't know what to say. We, um, well, backstage Sarah was not working for a while, like during the beginning of the pandemic for the first almost year of the pandemic. So we had like, we had a, a fund set aside that was emergency, but also if we wanted to do anything that was even halfway fun, we'd dip out of there. And then everything else that was just like the regular amount was like getting us through. 
But I think we spent too much on the fun stuff now because we don't have enough to cover the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, also kind of guilty. I would say I'm not a, a huge stuff person. Like, I don't buy a lot of... I, I can't keep nice things nice, so I don't buy nice things. <laughs> However, uh, summer is always a bit of a bank robber, you know? Yep, Going sure out, is. Lots of patio drinks, I think, is where the majority of that money went to, which, take that as a good thing or bad thing, I had a great time. Well, um, yeah, you're supposed to pay for adventures. Like, stuff will come and yeah. go, but on your deathbed, you're not going to be like, oh, remember yeah, that time think- we bought new runners for the stairs? You're not yeah. going to think that. <laughs> I think I adventured too hard still, though, and if it weren't for, and I, like, I'm not throwing him under the bus by any means, but, like, he, he also did say, you know, the Brazi- beautiful Brazilian cyber cop would be like, okay, I'd be like, I cannot afford to go out anymore, and I'm also exhausted. Please make this stop. And he would be like, no, I'm going to pay for, like, the majority of it. But still paying the min- minority of it is just not in my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah. I think we had too much fun this summer. Now I'm, I'm saying that now, if our roof would have never leaked, I would have been like, "Oh, we had the perfect amount of fun this summer." However, here we are. Get your goulashes out. I uh, my heart breaks though. It it's tough. It's the damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because then you get the oh, you're going to be a renter your whole life, and then when you step yeah, into home ownership, yeah. it continues to quietly uh, kick you in the shins, and then every once in a while, it really gets you. Sure does. Yeah. It's freaky as a first-time homeowner and only being into this, like, just over a year or two. It's like, you don't even know what to do, especially if your parents live far away from you. It's like, oh, well, can't call can't call them. Uh, to be fair, mine probably wouldn't show up anyway. Too busy farming. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Nobody. I actually saw somebody post on our local neighborhood uh, Facebook group saying, hey, I'm a first-time homeowner and my basement's flooded. Like, I don't really know what to do, so I came here asking for help. I think that's kind of where there's a positive little glimmer of hope and positivity in Facebook is those neighborhood groups. When they're not complaining about fireworks, they're really, really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and you just, but I, it's the old, yeah, certainly hope someone could step up and not gouge because there, unfortunately, are those opportunists out there. There was on... Uh, one of the Facebook neighborhood groups, someone was offering really affordable car detailing. And you're thinking, who runs a car detailing scam? Well, it was e-transfer up front, uh, and they would pull up with a vehicle and appear to be getting set. You'd toss the keys, and then they would go through your car, steal things, and leave. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I almost... I almost called one of those places. Mm-mm. It was like sixty bucks to yeah. do the whole car yeah, shampoo. I, saw that I was one. like, "Man, what a deal! My car is disgusting." Now it's just still gross because I never called them. But wow, thanks for that heads up. Just here to save where possible. Mm-hmm. I feel a little heartbroken that, uh, that that Grandpa Jeff on the show did not give you the heads up about the basement stuff and and the leaky roof. However, you had a leak. What? How many weeks ago? And that's that first time. You don't get a second chance with a leak. That's the problem. But we fixed it. That leak got fixed. I'm pretty sure it didn't. <laughs> no, it's not. But it, it did. It's a leak in a completely different spot. Oh, dang. And you're still selling the, the but the roof's in good shape? I do think the roof is still in good shape. I would we argue We looked up that. at it, hmm. and the roofer said, I'm not buying it. Uh, listen, I'm telling you this. I'm not buying. I cannot afford that. I, I will never financially recover from this if we buy a roof right now. <laughs> to quote our favorite little friend there, it just can't happen. It can't happen. And the roofers last time they were up there said the roof is in pretty good condition. It looks like there's some, you know, I'm not going to bore you with stuff about my roof because you don't even know what it looks like. But there's a tiny 
Looks like there's a tiny hole where a like one of there's some kind of covering. I don't know what it used to. It's like an exhaust or where a chimney was or something. Right. I don't know how roofs work, but that's where it looks like the leak is. And we thought where this current leak is was part of the first leak, but it looks like it was leaking in two spots and we didn't catch it the first time. When you were growing up, did either of you, uh, full disclosure, I was convinced up until really 10 years ago, oh, my parents, like they, they know what it's like to be adults and they have life all figured out. And only did I kind of come to discover as I matured when they really have no idea. They're just kind of flying along as best as possible. Yeah. And because as a kid, think of how, in a way, secure you felt. And again, relative to everybody's life, uh, I think we all kind of collectively didn't grow up with a ton. Like we we didn't starve. We didn't we didn't mm. we didn't go hungry kind of thing. But we didn't you know we didn't live opulent lives with cruises and massive crazy vacations. But as a kid, like every couple of years, I'd get a new bike. Every you know I, I went in grade seven. We had a we actually left the country on a vacation that wasn't just driving to a family member's it, house right. for the weekend, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was a big deal. And I was like, wow, like. My parents booked a trip and we got on a plane and then flew to Florida and my dad rented a, uh, a timeshare. Like, man, this adulting is so crazy. I'll never be able to do it. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, they really had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my parents are the exact same way in so many ways. That's exactly what I was like. My dad is a realtor. You have good years and bad years yep. and that kind of thing. But I didn't know as a kid, right? You don't know what's a good year or what's a bad year. I know we had a year that an above ground pool got put in, but oh yeah, we had a year where we went to Disney nice. World, which was great. And then, but there were other years where it was like, hey, let's go up to uh, Cottage Country. <laughs> let's go to Rondo where our friends have a cottage there. You know that sort of thing. So, I mean, but kids, luckily for kids, they don't realize, right? Like we're. Last night, I had that moment where I was freaking out because not only was our basement flooding, but we are, the inside of our door was leaking, <laughs> too. And and Ollie's in the kitchen while I'm kind of freaking out about it. And then I realized like, he has no idea. He sees scary weather going on out there. The last thing I got to do is be like, oh, it's get, it's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sleep. Batting down the hatches. <laughs> well, why, you know, this goes back to that initial question then, too. Why didn't our parents warn us? Adulting's going to be hard. Because no kid wants to hear that, right? Well, but yeah. I mean, into your teen, into your teen years, like give you chewable bites as you go. But again, what teenager mm. listens to their parents? This is yeah. an issue. It's just, I think maybe they did try. I don't know, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> and that, that's true. They may have tried, but again, when you're in your, those younger years, I really don't think. And this is me to a T, actually. I did not give a shit about house ownership, house ownership things until I had one because it was never planned for me to buy one. It just kind of was like a life twist that turned out quite wonderfully yeah um but so that being said like i anytime somebody started talking about their house stuff i was like "Eh, boring never (laughs) gonna do that blah but even if i was planning to own a home up until i was getting closer to the buying stages or or close to a point where i would be able to do anything with the advice you've given I, i don't think i would even absorb that yeah your brain changes so much like as a kid i was like being an adult, I could just go get French fries whenever I want. Like I could just go to Mickey D's, grab some fries right now, right now. Ten bags of fries. Yep. And as an adult, I'm like, they're like four fifty now. Why is it so expensive <laughs> for fries? Like, this is my my thing. It's like when you get invited to a wedding or an important party, and somebody tells you, uh, "Hey, we're getting married in two years from now. Save the date, uh, August twelfth." Blah 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 blah. Everyone will forget about that up until they're <laughs> nagging you to RSVP. And that's what that's it's true. like with house and life advice, too, I think. Yeah. Planning ahead that far, I don't think, is, is possible.
when it's just not even on your radar? I, for me, it's like my college years. For some, it'd be university, early twenties. I don't. I think society, in a way, maybe is they've let us all down because you. you well, you hear the conversation of you know you don't really learn about a lot about life in school. You learn about school, and for some people, that that is that's really handy. But life skills, life smarts, street skills, yo, uh, that that's where it's at. To me, like I have, well, you know, a reference to Adam. He, I think, has some high school. Didn't graduate. Business owner, successful one now. Like he yeah, was yeah. in it when didn't have the heat on the building, and mm-hmm. and now things are, are going much better. So life life wise, crazy intelligent, book smart. You wouldn't want him to read your kids' books. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually saw a TikTok on this, and it was really. And of course, keep in mind it is just a TikTok. However, the theory I think holds up. So many people ask, why haven't schools taught you life skills? Or, you know, the joke is always like, why do I need to be able to find the circumference of a, well, circle might be actually handy, but, you know, like the angle of a triangle, if I'm never going to be in that field of work. It's because the school system was originally built to get people into doing like trades and factory work. So you would be able to be handy at the things that you needed to do to go out and just be a worker. Yeah. Which to me makes sense. They didn't want you to, they just wanted you to be good at being in a factory or doing, you know, trades like way back in the day. I think that theory holds up. Again, it's not like I've checked my sources or anything like that, but I think that that does kind of hold up. I think regardless, regardless of whatever you think your lack of education has been, I think one of the important life lessons that I did learn when I was in my younger 20s and will stick with me for the rest of my life is that you can't, Regardless of what happens to you, you can't treat yourself as a victim of your own life. So you have to say, like, let's say our 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 houses are pretty, pretty wappy right now. You got to <laughs> say you can't be like, oh, will I ever be able to fix my house? You have to say, how can I fix my house? Yeah, you can't, for sure. You can't ask questions about your own life and your own situation as a victim. You got to figure out and empower yourself in that way so you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. Go on, get step up to a nice steel roof or a really good dehumidifiers. <laughs> well, it is. It's and a lot of it is patchwork too. Like it's patchwork until you can get it done uh permanently, more permanently anyways. A literal bucket yeah. of that patch. <laughs> yeah. The liquid patch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, man, if they can put it on a screen door and make it into a boat, why can't it fix the yeah, roof? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, people are like, oh, I, I don't want it to look bad. What do I care? If it stops the rain, I don't look at my roof. Yeah. We were debating getting one of the steel roofs, but they are ugly unless you get the really, really, really expensive one. Yeah. And I like the bright orange one that makes it feel like a, it's like a, a casa. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like that's a good vibe, right? I don't know. Like that kind of tropical look of houses always seems like a good time. Mm-hmm. Even in the winter, I think that would look cool. I think Maybe. Santa would appreciate popping on in being like, ooh. Heck yeah. What but is this? You've got to have the house to match it though, because if you have like yeah. a back split and then you put on a roof of like a Spanish yeah. <laughs> villa like or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it looks like a bad toupee <laughs> on someone's head. <laughs> it's just those two things do not go together. Yeah. I know, I know. And even like that kind of housing with like so our house is part brick, which you could probably spray paint and make it match pretty good, but then like the other part because it is a back split is like that siding right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'd be it would be weird it would definitely look like the appropriation house if there ever was one um i didn't hit you off the air with this one do we 
Do we even, or is it worthwhile to even just mention the fact that we had another election and literally not a thing changed except uh, $610 billion was spent? Uh, everybody says the tweet has gone viral now, and I think it just sums it up. This could have been an email. <laughs> really yeah because there there wasn't a lot like there wasn't a shuffle in a lot of areas no. there weren't more seats to one political party versus the Tiny other amounts yeah no yeah. I, and like what can you do what can you do i you, you can vote which you did mm-hmm. and nothing happened so. i know Laura, you said it so well, though. You've used this term a couple of times in the course of this week of it's like the whole read the room thing. And that was it's that was so applicable in this situation. Oh, yeah. This is not what anybody needed. It wasn't the added stress. And where people were already so divided, why would you add literal fuel to the fire? Mm -hmm. That's what I can't can't wrap my head around. So disappointing, surprising. So, yes, uh, surprising. Not so much. And bold move by Trudeau, too. And obviously, we're not going to get super political, but. Um, I know that the theory was he was trying to strike to get a majority so he could get some things moved before he could potentially be out, yeah. which whatever. The bold move to me is, though, completely like what has been recorded so often about him saying we don't want a, an election in the middle of a pandemic. But then also, like, that would hurt. And I think I just think that the timing of it and not reading the room, I'm surprised it didn't hurt him as much as it could have. Well, yeah, what, me too. what advisors on his, his group, He's because he does not make independent decisions. No, Very sure. few yeah. leaders do. Yeah. What what person or people went, uh, idea here in our Tuesday 8 a.m. meeting, uh, got one for you. Let's call an election. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, let's call an election. We probably get a majority. Do you have anything to back this up? Eh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know where they would have come to this conclusion. And it, it's it's disappointing. It's I mean, we're, we've, we're moving past it. The trouble is nothing gets done now. Because when you have a now Nothing they've got to do with continues these, to get done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that that's rather unfortunate. But I've seen people now that would the kind of my long point to this was, it's almost like it's a relief. Look, that's done and over. We're still dealing with the the pandemic and kind of the new rules and regs as the apps are coming in and the QR codes. Yeah. But to to me, at least there's some closure. It's like, well, there that the results are the results. They can't be changed. They're not going to be disputed. Let's just move on. Yeah, I feel like everybody's hit that fit, that fatigue factor of everybody being complaining about stuff. To let's see, remember pre-pandemic, it felt like people for the most part were in jolly moods and looking forward to things. And yeah, I want to live in that world. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if it's naive of me to to want that, but I I, I would love that. I would love that. To have more people in. You're- you're misstepping that, Jeff, with the year of 2016. No. <laughs> that was the year that Pokemon Go became widely available. Strangers were talking to each other in the street saying, hey, what are you trying to catch over there? <laughs> it brought people together like none. Like, And even the people who hated Pokemon Go, they festered in these groups saying like, oh, that's so stupid. Losers. Well, guess what? That, I think, was the purest time in memory of my adult life. Where everybody just seemed for that summer to just be on a good vibe. Maybe that's because yep. that was my one of my personal favorite summers. But I just think that we need 2016 energy back. I remember even the meme for regarding Pokemon Go was all the people that are uh, like laughing and making fun of people playing Pokemon Go are also currently setting up their fantasy football lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a great because I I was I didn't do Pokemon Go at the time. But I did do fantasy football. But it was like, I saw that. I was like, oh, that's right. Everybody has a hobby and it could be geeky and whatever. And that's fine. But now you can't even have that meme because it would just spark 
<laughs> a huge yeah. fight over Facebook. <laughs> well, I posted about this uh, yesterday, I think, when we're recording this on a Thursday, but like the day that our, these vaccine receipts were necessary in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I promised myself I would start doing in January because I found this winter to be particularly nasty before the American election and all that stuff, like particularly nasty online. And I made it my year of blocking. And I'm not just talking about blocking trolls. Like I've decided that like I will block or mute or unfollow or unfriend any account that doesn't make me feel good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is a bad person or that the account even has content that is bad or negative. You just have to kind of realize how certain people and certain accounts make you feel. Like for, for sure. me, there were a couple of people that I unfollowed who's just, I didn't want to always hear the like or see these dramatic opinions all the time. And that doesn't mean that I'm never going to not post that on Facebook. I don't know. I'll get old eventually. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, Susan took my pie recipe. Oh. Um, <laughs> Claimed it for her own. That, yeah. that <laughs> I told her to use lard and not Crisco. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but I do think like it's okay to unfollow somebody even if they're not a bad person. That doesn't even mean that you would dislike them in real life. But I just think you have to really be self-conscious, or, or not self-conscious, self-aware mm-hmm. of how certain social media accounts and apps make you feel and avoid them. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I think it's super healthy to do, but uh, that was my big reminder yesterday because I feel like people will be a little bit snarky online, especially for the next, well, forever until the pandemic's over. Yeah, pretty much. Before we jump into Question Master backs, uh, Backstage Ben is hosting it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa tickets. We are giving those away. A show upcoming early part of 2022 in Toronto, February 23rd. We set this uh, set this up kind of during the show to, hey, check out the podcast. We're going to give you a little something in there. So basically, it's a keyword. Take the keyword, text it to us. So this is being recorded on Thursday, but basically the contest goes live at Friday, the 24th, 10 a.m., and runs up until Sunday night, the 26th at 11.59 p.m. You have to take this important word. Go to, uh, well, your phone, 975-975. That's the short code. And text us the word CONCERT with your first and last name. And that's it. That's all you need to do to win Dua Lipa tickets. That's it. That's it. And it. if you are checking out the podcast for the first time or you're a routine listener, honestly, I would love I would love your thoughts on how you like this long form of the show. So please, that's not part of the contest. Just DM us. DM us and tell us if you think it sucks or not or if you think it's really good. Yeah, let us know. Put it all out. Oh, they'll let us know if they think it sucks. <laughs> Let's go back to the whole election thing. But yeah, oh, hey, yeah. feedback, always welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, most definitely. So, concert, and with your name to 97.5, so we can set you up with Dua Lipa tickets uh, for that show into uh, early next year. Backstage, Ben. Let's fire up Question Master. All right. I've got three, and we're going to start with, what is an unusual ritual that you have? Hmm. Rituals, eh? Let's say a daily or weekly or whatever sort of ritual that sets you aside from the rest. Would a ritual imply that one must carry a routine? Because I don't know. No, but say, mm. for instance, and it's not that unusual, but like breakfast chocolate for you is a bit of a ritual. So like uh, a, okay, a habit okay. or a, I'm just saying yes. ritual because it's nicer than habit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And ritual makes it seem like you're doing that be- this because in five years from now, you're going to be a billionaire. 
Billionaires yeah, have rituals, you know? Yeah, you good call. Manifest, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What is going to make you um, a billionaire in five years? <laughs> so breakfast chocolate, definitely. I actually do have, okay, so this is not a routine ritual. However, every now and then when I'm in like a super, like, you know, if you get into like a, just a slump and I, for me, you know, every now and then I'll get into a months long slump. Hello, depression. But one video that I always go to when I'm in that slump is I will go and watch that video of that three-year-old who learned how to ride a bike and gave a motivational speech afterwards. Oh, you cannot learn how to ride a bike. So good. <laughs> that video is like my go-to. So I would consider that a ritual of some sorts because you you come out a different person on the other side of that video. Amazing. I love it. So this will sound a little weird, and it's some mild OCD. Um, I always check door locks and windows, all like nightly. Oh, okay. If, yeah. And if I go to bed going, did I check it and I have forgotten, I will get up even while comfortable, oh, yeah. warm and snuggly, and I'll do a lap of the house. Yep. I, That's like the burglar edition of did you leave your straightener on? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I can't figure it out. I have, thankfully, I've, I've not been burgled well home. Uh, That's a good Had a little yeah. college, but who doesn't get, everybody and their brother has their college apartment or house broken right, exactly. into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and was there with, uh, when I lived in my uh, first, uh, in, in first year, but uh, nothing now. I don't know if it's, you know, I feel like the ante is upped because I have kids and, and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where that, there's yeah. that worry, but. Yeah. I do that. I think I, I, I do it as I see it. I don't know that I have the ritual to do that. But well. Like walking by the front door. After, say, I don't know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock when I'm not expecting neighbor Rick to come by (laughs) or something, that's when I'll lock it. I also have a wife who will, at random, just leave her keys in the car. And that includes, we went shopping at a power center, and I had come out and went, oh, can you pop the trunk? Oh, I don't have the keys. What? I open the door. I'm like, oh, are you trunk's kidding? already open. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, in the car. I mean, the insurance company. Mm. They'll do little more than laugh at you because yeah. they are not writing you a check because you gave your car away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mine so, is by pure accident when I do that. But oh, it's a terrible feeling when you're like, <gasps> like I've accidentally left my keys in the car all night. How about the door? I always hate that when the the keys are still in the door when I wake up and oh, when I yeah. leave, and I leave at five in the morning and. Oh, there are the keys. <laughs> Whoops, Whoopsie. not telling anybody. <laughs> no, no, that's happened. All right. Uh, what is your, these two are very similar, but they're they're different. So I'm going to start with what is your absolute favorite, your go-to joke? Oh, oh man, I am the joke. I don't really have a joke that I like set up and tell and stuff. Like one that I have to tell often and it's super cheesy and I learned it from my friend's stepdad when he was trying to figure out how to pronounce my last name. Is that like, oh, like my last name's Geddes, like go get us a beer, even though it's D-D-E-S. I mean, that's that's (laughs) kind of a go. Does that count? Because it gets repeated really often. Um, Yeah. Other than that. It's just if it's something that you repeat, it's even if it's not an original. Yep. Yeah. I would say that's probably it then because that happens... That I have to use with people who have known me for years still. (laughs) Uh, I have a couple, and it's the, and I think Benny's there too. I don't know if it's 30, I think 30 would be the age. If you're a parent and you hit 30, dad jokes, they just leak out of you. Oh, yeah. Unintentional. You're the only one that finds them mildly funny, Mm -hmm. and you keep doing them. In fact, you add on and you build up that arsenal to a, a long list. Some of my... So one that I've been using of late is not even the kids, but like friends included. 
we'll be doing something and it'll at some time it can be uh, a little bit of a tense moment. Something happens, something breaks. We, we had a barbecue with our, our friends and she was pulling the Pyrex off of the barbecue. And as it happens, they just explode. Oh, no. <laughs> so we lost barbecue chicken thighs. There was, and, and because some of the glass went, popped onto the grill, everything was garbage. Oh, like the whole meal. Yeah. And you know where, where it's the, <gasps> that shock? Yeah. Everybody pauses for about three seconds. And my mind went, there's your spot. So I went, it's not how I would do it. <laughs> like, and then I got the look of like, you son of a, <laughs> and I, and I started laughing because yeah. it was well, what are you, lightener. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> Not how I'd do it. There you go. So that is my go-to. It, it's embarrassing. It is not really that funny, but I loved it. In fact, driving home, like, hey, remember when I said it? And Sarah's like, yeah, you said the dumbest thing possible. Like, they, they spent probably $100 on all the things to eat, yeah. and then we had to order pizza. <laughs> you idiot. But I loved it. Makes for a good story. Yep. Yep. Which actually Can I tell me- you the go-to joke in Brazil? Yes. It's via WhatsApp. It is, I'm going to let you know, this joke is not safe for work, or if you're listening, I would put your earbuds in if you're listening on some sort of speaker. In Brazil, it is an ongoing joke. It does not matter your age. News anchors have been pranked by this. Uh, it's it, forever between Hinato's tra- chat groups. He'll be messaging his parents sometimes, and you open a WhatsApp video, and the video was titled, like, Five Tips to let's say seal your roof before the next rainfall and you get to about tip number three and then all of a sudden you start hearing like oh yeah like that <laughs> level of <laughs> I like, love it's it. always a video with kind of low volume so you have to crank it and the amount of times that Hinato has been in random rooms in our house and I just all of a sudden hear that I'm like ah they got you again <laughs> that, that, that joke has been that happened to a news anchor like it, it, oh, that man. joke is so popularized everybody from ages you know teens to Hinato's parents are in their 60s like everybody knows that joke <laughs> oh that brings it. me joy see I love that That's a I love one. that I had another buddy that I have, I've only used it. No, I can't say it on the podcast. It's a little too graphic. Yeah, too yeah. But it's this one you is, can't say on the radio. Yeah, well, yeah. we still have to follow our brand guide. How? Oh, right. Yeah, because, right. yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. And there may be even a young teen in the car, and I'd feel a little uncomfortable saying it. So I'll hold off. Oh, okay. And so, well, sorry. Turn off. Sorry to dangle that carrot yeah, there. It's all good. I'm still going to find out. So Yeah, my joke okay is still it. for young teens to use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> okay, on a similar line then, and it's almost very close to the way that Jeff was telling his joke. What is your favorite story? And this is the, your opportunity to do it. What is your favorite story to tell? If you're in a crowd and you're like, oh, I'm busting out this story. Mm, I love telling people that I drove my car in a demo derby for the last radio station I, I worked for. Yeah, we've like, heard that. That's pretty fun. Yeah, a couple of times. Told that story on air. I have a couple, so sorry, I'm just going to say them. That's fine. The story I told on air today about like meeting the beautiful Brazilian boyfriend I always think is really funny. That's a good one. Um, but my I would say my most unbelievable one and the one that always gathers people's attention the most is me telling people about the time I accidentally stole an old woman's purse. <laughs> what? How, how, how have we, we not, not heard, heard that? One? 
I think I've told you guys this, but it might have been like upon first meetings. So I had a string of events in high school happen where I would try to do good deeds and they'd fall flat on my face. Like one time I tried to get beer for a friend who was like 18 instead of 19. Their parents came home like we brought it, put it in this nice bucket full of ice. We're bringing it up to their house. They were home like just Uh got screamed at. Party canceled, all that stuff. (laughs) But the old lady purse scandal happened my second day of high school. The friends that I was in line with and some of the people that were at the, that Tim Hortons in that day are people that I know and are some of my best friends now, but we did not know each other at this time. So second day of high school in Kincardine, half of grade nine is at this Tim Hortons because you have the freedom to walk wherever you want to for lunch. So half of our grade is jammed in this Tim Hortons and I'm standing in line with some of my friends and the line's pretty long. I have enough time to watch this young couple with their baby leave and start. You can see the parking lot. We could see them pack up. I'm starting to pack up. I look at my friend. I'm like, oh, man, like that must be their diaper bag. This table was left with this giant, ugly bag on it. I'm like, oh, shit, that's their diaper bag. Like, And I was debating for about 10 or 15 minutes. Like, should I go? Because they took a long time to put this baby in the vehicle. Takes a while. I was like, <laughs> should I go and grab this diaper bag and mulling it over? And I was like, nah, I know how expensive that is. Like that would really suck. That's probably like a hundred dollars worth of diapers. So because they had started to kind of leave the parking lot in this packed Tim Hortons, it was the only table with nobody there, this giant diaper bag on it. I had taken the diaper bag and started to run out of the Tim Hortons, like run. What? And all I feel is this cold, leathery hand slapped my wrist and the whole place went completely quiet. And this old lady goes, what do you think you're doing? That's my purse. Ah. And like dead silence. The whole Tim Hortons heard this thing. There must have been like, oh my gosh, close to 100 people in this place (laughs) or waiting out the door. Everybody saw me try to steal an old lady's (laughs) purse. And I was so shocked. Come on. But she had the ugliest purse that looked like a diaper bag but i was so i was so in shock that i like i could barely even get out of my mouth like oh i thought it was a diaper bag and she was in line ahead of us so we stayed i wanted to get my tim hortons we're standing in line and this whole time this old man right behind us had heard this whole thing play out and he was like pissing himself laughing but yeah my second day of high school, I was known as the woman who tried to steal an old lady's purse. And thank goodness they did not call the cops. Oh, you that's know what? Fantastic. You set yourself up like that. Get us. She is badass. Leave yeah. her alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Not not a bad and, thing. And keep in mind, I run like, a, like an ostrich. I would not be a swift robber of any kind. I'm all thumpy and flappy. Like it's just. Phoebe in the park. <laughs> yeah. You're a kangaroo whose leg is falling asleep because <laughs> you sat on the toilet too long. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you've both heard this. Benny's heard this multiple times uh, because it, it, it brings more questions. And then it's, it's a really, I don't want to say it's an icebreaker. I don't often, this is not a first time meeting someone um, story, but if it gets into relationships and not even a one upper, but it just, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Um, so I was working in radio in Barrie, and I tried to come home to surprise my girlfriend because I'd been working a lot, and uh, I came home, and she was getting plowed on our kitchen table by another dude. Sorry, they were I've having sexual relations. Call it what it is. Uh, it was it was it was it was shocking. You know, I I yeah, most certainly that'll leave a, a hey. I worked it through with my therapist. That's your go-to story to tell, though. Somebody's like Jeff, tell me a story. 
Uh, it comes, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, because people laugh at it. They're like, yeah. "What?" It, it'll well, make an appearance on the air every now and then when appropriate. Yeah, yeah. it definitely it's always, does. Yeah. It definitely does. Um, it's because it, relatability in the sense that people that have been cheated on, if not you, someone in your circle has been cheated on, and it's a way to be, I guess, in a, an exclusive club. Uh, my other story, I don't know. I, I, as you were going through, Laura, like I was listening, but I was also like in my mind processing, like, what's another go-to I have? I yeah, don't, I it, don't have it. Like it, talking about meeting celebrities, we'll get that just with our job. Like who's the most famous person you met? And by default, I, I have to say Taylor Swift because she's the one we had the most amount of access to yeah. and was just a sweetheart and knew how to work the room. And it was a, it was a nice time. I tell people anytime they ask that question, I always just say it's it is so much less impressive than you think it is. Yeah. In so many cases, like I could say I met Shaggy, and people are like, oh, that's kind of like sort of cool. But then I think of the time that we met Shaggy, and he was <laughs> such a douche, and he barely had time to even give us a picture. I know. And then like walked off before the snap was even done of the camera. Like he was he was a know, blur. In the yeah, image. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think your go to story too. Like for me, the like stealing a purse one is universal i can tell it to anybody at any age any theme but i think it does depend on like because if you start going down like party stories and stuff like that for me i've got a couple that i could whip out where it's just like oh my gosh how are we not murdered in a mansion in quebec like i've got some weird stories yeah um i i shouldn't forget because the old Halloween rolling a, a hay bale lit on fire. I, <laughs> I tell that one too. too. Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic. Where people one. are like, what's your what was the most favorite part about growing up in a small town? Because yeah. if you know, go to a social event, and they're like, oh, you're from London. No, actually, I grew up in a small town uh, outside of Owen Sound. Oh, how small? Eight hundred people. Really? What'd you do for fun? Well, funny you ask. Yeah. And then the the hay bale story of, well, we thought it'd be funny. And man, for the first hundred feet, it was hilarious. Yeah. And then we don't know if it was the, it was just the way the street, uh, like the grade or did it hit that, 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 uh, that manhole cover? Cause it made a left bank turn right into the front <laughs> of that Coca-Cola machine. <laughs> and when that started on fire, it was, we were less worried about the Coke machine, but more about the actual building because it was, it's like almost like row housing where the yeah. convenience store was going, how do you explain this one to your parents? Yeah, that's But then toughy. we all spent the summer saving up and we had to uh, to pay back Coca-Cola for the, which was a couple of thousands of, uh, a few grand at least, like 2,500 bucks. Wow. There the well, the lesson you learned from that is that you had to pay back Coca-Cola of all people. Yeah. <laughs> you could make a donation to like the town or something to like beautify the street where that fire happened. They made you pay back Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, we, we most like, definitely had to, like the charred remains, we had to lift that <laughs> and, and get uh, our buddy Marty's dad's pickup truck to haul wow. that off to the dump because of metal scrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It, uh, it made the terror leader. It made the newspaper. <laughs> wow! I'm glad that big corporation just uh, managed Didn't to lose out. Yeah. get through this hard time. I know. Thoughts and prayers. I know. I know. So that, I'd say that was a second, and add on to a couple of stories that I often share with Fantastic. people. Fantastic! All quality stories. Absolutely. That's it. That's all I got. Question Master for this week of the yep. podcast. Can't thank you enough for being here, whether it's the radio show or the podcast. Just know that we appreciate you. We love you, and uh, and hey, let's chat soon.